Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondrea, co founders of the Brownie Studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand led business. Welcome to Brand Led, everybody. This is episode number three. And I'm here with Lisa. Hello, everyone. And today we have a jam-packed show for you. Um, and we thought we could try something a little bit different. Yes. Now, I tend to learn best by analyzing examples of branding projects done really well. And we know that, you know, many other people do also. So, Lisa, we've rebooted a segment from our blog called Brands We Love. Yes, an oldie but a goodie. So yeah. really the idea here is for us to dissect and analyze brands that have managed to stand out in their space by being brand-led. Yeah. Um, there's so much we can learn from other brands, even if they're not in our industry. So hopefully by the end of our conversation today, you'll be armed with a number of actionable takeaways that you can kind of keep in mind and apply to your own business. Yeah. So this episode contains uh, a lot of visual examples, so we've included these in the show notes on our website, so you guys can follow along if you like. Yeah, and you'll find the link to that in the description. Yeah, so let's get stuck in. Maybe, Lisa, you can start by introducing the company under the microscope today. Sure. So this week's brand we love is Ritual. Um, I can't actually remember when or how I stumbled across this brand, but they've been bookmarked in my browser for a few years now. And from memory, uh, at that point when I um, found them, Ritual was only selling two core products, a prenatal and a women's multivitamin. And now they sell a range of multivitamins for you know different ages, including multis for kids, teens, men, mm. um, as well as women. Um, and they've also recently launched a protein powder. Yeah. So I'd say that Ritual's core market is primarily you know smart, health-conscious females, uh, maybe late 20s to mid 40s. And even though they do sell products for men and older women, I imagine a lot of these customers would be introduced to Ritual by their wife, daughter, mother, sister, you know, someone from that target demographic. So it's almost like a recommendation, um, something that I would do, you know, hey, mum, you should take this multivitamin or hey, Kane, you should take this, you know. So let's talk a little bit more about Ritual's brand blueprint and the narrative kind of that they're telling everyone. So I think this is really interesting um, Ritual is about giving their customers back the control. Ritual's kind of tapping into a bigger movement uh, that's redefining kind of what health really means to people. Yeah, I think in the past we'd only really take a pill if we were sick and a doctor prescribed it. Um, but people have started to become more and more disillusioned with doctors who are dismissive and don't really listen to them. Mm. Um, and I suppose for many people health has become more about the prevention of disease and optimizing uh, yourself as much as it is about treatment when something goes wrong. So there's a growing number of people who want to avoid strong medications um, with a long list of, you know, terrible side effects um, because they care about what goes into their bodies. Yeah. There's, there's also this crazy amount of noise and web IMD, web DMB or whatever, all those websites, misinformation, you know, on the online health kind of world. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to know what to believe. Yeah. I mean, I've, I remember I've, you know, gone through some health struggles and, and been like, why why have I got an ache in this part of my body? And it's like you've got cancer or something. <laughs> or like. It always leads back to like the worst possible scenario. <laughs> um, sorry, a bit off track. But um, 
Yeah, I think for people who consider themselves, you know, to be intelligent and, and well-informed, like Rachel's kind of audience, uh, they're a bit skeptical about whether, you know, they should invest, they're investing in their health. Yeah, or or in slightly more expensive urine. Um, but <laughs> <Okay>. I suppose- <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to put an explicit sign on this now. Uh, but Rachel's really here to empower their audience through transparent information sharing. Um, they believe that the future of healthcare begins with the customer, with you, mm. and that you are the best person to take control of your own health. And it all starts with this daily ritual. Okay, so maybe we can provide everyone with a little bit of a rundown on Ritual's brand personality because I think it's a really interesting one. So what I can tell by cycling through some of their messaging and visuals is that they're very much leaning towards this sage archetype. Yes, and uh, for those who aren't familiar with personality archetypes, these are familiar characters or personas that can humanize a brand and there's 12 different archetypes each with their own qualities. Maybe we can dive deeper in future episodes. Uh But yeah, brands that embody the sage archetype are all about kind of seeking truth and knowledge, um, gathering facts to make the world a better place. And a few places where you can clearly notice this is in the language and the labeling that they're using, right? Yeah. And we call that a verbal identity. Yeah. So I have a few examples I've jotted down here that I'd like to share with you, Lise. So um, some of the word swaps I noticed that they've kind of made is the first one is instead of calling a collection of posts, you know, the common term, a blog, they're calling it a journal. They're also referring to their vitamin tablets as the smart capsule. Yes. Very intelligent. And instead of using the word process, they're calling it the ritual method. They're saying, instead of saying meet the team, they say meet our science team. And instead of saying they've performed research, they're saying that they've completed clinical studies. Yeah. So, yeah, all of their language and labeling are really um, reinforcing and reaffirming that idea that their product is research driven. It's backed Mm. by science. It's very sagey, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I think since people, you know, don't trust the medical industry as much as they once did, um, Richard was saying, hey, look, don't, t- don't just take our word for it. Here are the actual facts. Yeah. So maybe we can change gears a little here and talk some more about how Ritual are conveying their brand personality through mm. their brand visuals because I know that that's yes. your, your that's zone of genius. Yes. <laughs> that's what I do. So I'm going to start off with their packaging because, you know, the other visuals really stem from here. They're mm-hmm. influenced from this. So Yeah, they've got some nice packaging as well. Mm, very much so. So their multivitamins are housed in this kind of translucent see-through kind of 100 mil bottle. Mm-hmm. Printed on it in white is this um, clear logo, uh, their logo, product name and ingredients. And it's interesting how they've opted against using, you know, a background feel or sticker to improve readability as you commonly see. Yeah, I'm guessing that would be, you know, a strategic decision, mm. um, you know, to highlight their pill and capsule design. Yeah, 100%. I, I think like the bottle, their capsules are also intentionally translucent. So you can see some of the liquid ingredients and the vitamins inside. I also think what's really great about this design decision is that it ties in with the one with one of Rich's values of transparency that we talked about earlier in that people should know what they're putting into their bodies. Yeah, and transparency around, you know, where all the ingredients come from as well. That's a big um, message yeah. that they put on their website. Um, I also noticed that they've recently introduced a new product, uh, which is their protein powder. Yeah. Um, it kind of comes in this matte silver Ziploc bag, kind of like coffee beans yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. The, the bag texture is actually very cool. It 
it kind of reminds me of space food I got as a kid at like SciTech or one of those science kind of fairs and you open it up. It's kind of this wrapped in this aluminium foil yeah. laminate. And um, I think this, again, is hinting at the fact that they're research-backed and, you know, rocket scientists or scientific. I'm guessing that it's like a it's a pretty strategic decision or these packaging decisions mm. to really align with that brand blueprint and their big idea. Yeah, I mean, we can't be certain, but it definitely looks that way. Um, looks like they've created a solid blueprint beforehand and it's led to these clever packaging decisions. Um, so, Lisa, let's just jump on to photography now. Um, it's clearly a heavily featured supporting visual element. So why don't you take us through your findings there? Yeah, so we noticed that they use three types of photography primarily, mm. the first being studio photography of their product and packaging on this neutral grey background. It really helps to place the focus on the product and shows the audience what they're buying. Yeah. Um, and then the second type of photography they use is scene-based product photography. Basically, just instead of showing the product by itself in the shot, there's just a bunch of other objects kind of surrounding yeah, it, I suppose. Yeah, it's almost like there's these plastic-like kind of 3D spheres mm. and uh, geometric kind of prisms scattered around the scene in, you know, different kind of complementary colours. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, yeah, it adds a nice pop of colour, but I also think these shapes are, you know, hinting at that mathematical science, scientific kind of you know, that kind of feeling as well. Yeah, their personality, kind of a nod to the sage. Yeah. I also think um, sometimes the standalone product photography can come across, you know, a little sterile mm. and cold. So this yeah. is quite a yeah, nice okay. addition. So the third and final type of photography they're using is people-based photography. Mm. Um, so that includes people, obviously. Um, and basically there's a ton of photos of people holding bottles and capsules in their hands. Um, you know, positions in front of their chest or in front of their shoulder. Yeah. Uh, again, this is professional studio lit photography with soft shadows um, and shown against these really bright on-brand background colours. Mm. Yeah, the poses are quite unusual, don't you think? It's In a weird way, it really works. It, it adds a bit of fun. Um, I also... I'd also like to add that I love the use of people or even hands holding products. I find it really helps to, you know, humanise the product, especially something that is in the health industry. Yeah, I think adding people to your photos always really helps people. It really draws people's eyes. People are just enamoured with faces mm. generally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always think it's a nice touch to add people into it. It just adds this, like, yeah, humanity to it. Mm. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to touch upon in terms of rituals, visuals? No, I think that's. I think that pretty much covers it. There's a lot of other things they're doing really well, but for the sake of the episode, how about we move on to um, the key takeaways? Like, what have we learned from ritual? Sure. Um, I think. Well, I'm going to kick it off. I think the first one's pretty obvious, but um, I think all your design decisions should stem from your brand blueprint and uh, particularly mm. your personality. Uh, you need to ask yourself, you know, what are we trying to communicate, and who are we trying to communicate? Two. Yeah. Um, those are the most important questions to kind of ask yourself and then make your design, design decisions from there. Mm. So number two for me is to carefully consider the textures and the materials you select for your product packaging. So for example, Ritual purposely used transparent vitamin bottles to help show off the unique capsule design as well as promote the message of transparency and bigger industry belief. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the other takeaway that I had was, you know, if your product is well designed and your brand has this bigger vision, you know, people want to be a part of it. And I think that's kind of evidenced in uh, rituals, social media accounts. You see a lot of people, you know, tagging and sharing yeah. and 
um, you know, showing themselves using the ritual product. It's quite like trendy. They're seen as being, you know, um, looking after their health and those sorts of things. So when you have this like bigger idea behind your brand, people really want to be a part of it um, because it says something about who they are and what kind of lifestyle that they live. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking on their social media account as well. And, you know, you, you get this sense of this real tribe and they've got all these memes about, you know, health conscious people and, you know, instead of staying up late, I'm going to go to bed and things go like that. Go to bed that. at nine o'clock and… Sounds like you actually. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Lots of dog um, dog photos and memes yeah. and stuff as well. Well, yeah. sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the next one I've got down is, uh, it's often overlooked, but it's really important to create a clear set of rules as to how you or your team applies brand color. Mm-hmm. I would say particularly in, in the warmer hues. Oh, why is that? The warmer hues, you know, draw your eye a lot more across mm. the page. So if you've got a okay. massive floods of reds, oranges, yellows, um, compared to backgrounds that are cooler in tone, so the blues, purples, mm. you know, your eye's going to be kind of really overwhelmed overwhelmed the, a little bit. Yeah, it's, yeah it, okay. it really busies up the layout. So, look, I would I would recommend everyone, um, you know, puts in their guidelines how they should be applying colour, but especially if you've got, you know, those warmer hues. So um, I'd ask questions like what proportion should this colour be used um, and what exactly should I be using this colour on? Like is it mm-hmm. for background feels? Is it for text headlines or shapes or graphs or yeah. things like that? That's really helpful for anyone using it as well to understand where it goes. Yeah. 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 Um, I also think um, one of the other takeaways that we can take from Ritual's brand is that, you know, you really should invest in um, product photography, but I suppose um, also including those scene-based and people-based mm. uh, product photos, they can be really attention-grabbing. and. Yeah. Um, you can also really curate, you know, casting, clothing, textures and surrounding environments to really align with your brand message and, and blueprint and make sure you're really on point with everything you're trying to communicate. Yeah. So do you think that that's all of the takeaways um, from Richard's No, no, no. I've, I've just got one more to add. Yeah. I don't. We didn't really touch upon it in the episode, but here it goes. So it's okay for your logo to be simple. Some of the most versatile and memorable logos consist of just the catchy name, a great typeface and, you know, some minor letter modifications. And in Ritual's case, the key was to surround this logo with a suite of supporting visuals that, you know, really help do the heavy lifting. Awesome. I think that's a great list. I think there's lots of things that we could take away from from Ritual. We could talk about it for a while, but I think um, they're doing a fantastic job and uh, we've really learned a lot from them. And I hope that um, our listeners today really got a lot out of this episode in terms of, you know, how you can take your brand blueprint and then start using it and applying it in real life. I think those are the great examples to really look to. Mm, Yeah. Also, please let us know what you thought of this new segment. We're planning on doing plenty more. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy the process of deconstructing different brands and seeing what we can learn from them. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this episode today, please subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes drop. And thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next time.